Charlotte Soccer Show. John Hayes, Danny Rams. It's a Sunday afternoon. It's a winning Sunday afternoon. And Danny, we are here at Midnight Mulligan Brewing. And the reason why we're here, it's a new stop for us on a Sunday, is because if we take a quick glance to my right and your left, what we see is a beautiful Charlotte skyline, a place that was absolutely lit up on Saturday night against Inter-Miami and Lionel Messi. Danny, how are you feeling on this glorious, glorious day? On fire, John. Uh, absolutely on fire. My my soul is satisfied. My dreams are alight. Uh, my sense of possibility and wonder and just joy of, of what a game can bring you and like take away from everything that you know anything out there that might be bad in the world you, you go through what we went through last night and it all, all seems well and right and then here we are we get to talk about it on this patio here at a brand new location something new for charlotte fc the playoffs something new for us midnight mulligans great brewery over here on the west end south end south end is like too effing crowded these days you can't i can't do south end much longer I, south end has got a shelf life for me west end might be the new spot i'm loving it and i'm loving the view of the skyline it's gorgeous over here. Wow. What a day. I'm glad that you shouted out West End here because we're we're right here on Thrift Road. Yeah. It's uh, incredible. Yeah, here. Really, it's a newer brewery here in town and um, they do some some really nice work over here. So make sure you get yourself out here uh, towards that West End. What are you drinking? Cheers to that. I, I am uh, drinking a golden ale, uh, the Glow. It's called Glow. And I said I'm I'm having that 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 beer Glow. Cause I feel like I'm glowing. Yeah, yeah, I can see the, the glow coming off of you. It feels, I, it looks I, good. It might be the sweat, um, you know, as I've been sweating through my hangover mm -hmm. all day long, <laughs> but I'm definitely glowing. That's for sure, physically and uh, mentally. On yeah, this well, there, there is a sheen as well. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but uh, I got, what are you drinking? I, I got Senor Crispy. So you remember how last year was kind of like the year of the IPAs for Danny Brams? I was IPA this, IPA that, and then. It, at the start of this year, I was looking for something new. I was yeah. like, I'm a little burnt on the IPAs, and I still drink them from time to time. This is the year of the Mexican lager for me. I that, that's, I mean, it's been the Toto El Tiempo's a hot fly. I walked in today, saw a Senor Crispy 5.5% ABV on the board here at Midnight Mulligan, and uh, fire me up, dude. I'll, let's get crispy. Let's go. I, you know, get a little toasty, get a little crispy. Yeah, we're happily enjoying the glow of a win that finally clinched the playoffs, John. And it almost feels like. We were brought here just meant to be. It was. And it feels like, and I wanted yeah. to st set the stage for today's episode by, by simply saying that I, I, I felt it in my gut, and I've been feeling that way for, for weeks now. I, you could even say months now. That wow. this, this messy phenomenon was just always going to end at my doorstep. <laughs> right. You know, I just felt Come like, in. I felt like the, you know, we, we had, we've had the welcome mat out now mm -hmm. for months. Knowing that visitors were going to mm -hmm. come here on Saturday, uh, Saturday, October twenty-first, well, and and we were going to have a, a tough match. Right. I mean, we famously, you know, we can't start patting, or I can't stop patting ourselves on the back for the <laughs> prediction we made in December of it all. And then you take fast forward to like right when the signing actually happened. What was the instant thing? When you, as soon as you see Messi signs MLS, everyone's checking their calendars. Where where's he playing? When? Where? You know, who's? What's those stops? And all this very quickly, the soccer world focused its energy on Charlotte, North Carolina, and said, hey, this is where the road stops for Messi. Will it be to clinch a playoff spot? Da, da, da. And the whole narrative just became this overarching league-wide. It seduced some of the most ardent 
MLS uh, purists, people that love the league and would fight for the league against the sort of hype narratives of individual players, even they could not help but succumb to the messy uh, phenomena. And um, the whole time, while all that was building and growing and developing, and we talked about it and the world talked about it, the whole time we're thinking, we got our own priorities in this whole narrative and storyline, you know? Everybody watched the show and they thought the story was about Messi. Coming to America. But Messi it, meets America. But right? it actually, what the show was actually about was Charlotte FC. Yep. And Charlotte FC was the team that fought up from the bottom to clinch mm-hmm. the ninth spot. It wasn't Inter Miami, it was Charlotte FC mm-hmm. that did that. It, was, it wasn't NYC FC, it wasn't Montreal, you know, the Red Bulls. Wasn't uh, Jordan Shakiri the second highest paid player in the league in not, Chicago? Not Chicago, it was Red Bull, who, who, yeah. who gets a late goal. Uh, that, that, that dampened the mood just a little right. bit, but not enough. For, right. you know, it, it, was, it was still a great night, regardless of that Red Bull goal. I believe, just from the timing of the buzzes in my pocket, that that penalty for Red Bull happened after full-time at Charlotte. I believe so. So like it when, when full-time hit for us, we were hosting, That's and then correct. moments later we were not hosting. That's yeah. correct. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, so it was a roller coaster ride, but Crazy, it wasn't, yeah. wasn't going to dampen my mood. It wasn't going to dampen my spirit. You know how in some uh, – th- I saw they did this in, in Kansas City, in fact. After full-time, they pop up, like, the other game that matters on the monitor or whatever like that, and, like, the players are all down on the field, like, looking at what could happen in the other game to, like, affect what happens. I like that they didn't do that at Charlotte. I like that we were just soaking in our own moment. We didn't really care what was happening elsewhere because we knew that uh, Chicago had lost, so it didn't. We got you know one of our, our and when Montreal had lost, so we got our two of the three. It was great. A perfect way to spend a Saturday night in Charlotte. Uh, shout out to to all the soccer fans in the city who were who were at the stadium. Uh, the place was was nearly full, uh, over sixty five thousand fans. Yes, yeah. that's the number that uh, Taylor Twellman quoted yeah. when he said we all needed to. Uh, Go make a quick change after some late uh, action, for sure. It was just a a billboard that was you know you think about a billboard on I seventy seven and yeah yeah you get what do you get for that really yeah you get you get some eyeballs on that as mm-hmm. you're driving and you're paying for something. Last night Charlotte FC, mm-hmm. its billboard was shown to right. the, to the globe. And even with uh, Messi not necessarily playing for anything, you have to think. Uh, millions of eyeballs around the world were watching that match knowing it's his last time they're going to see him for months you know so it's like 100%. there is the for all the for all, so I have the built the resentment that built up over this whole time period like we're talking about that I re- kind of unleashed a little bit in, in, in spaces uh, after the match the resentment was built up with the fact that I didn't like the fact of the messy narrative and phenomenon like overshadowing what everybody else was doing I, that's what like created in me having said that I can appreciate that Messi has a huge following fan base and brought a lot more eyeballs to MLS than we would have gotten otherwise so it's like I can see the dichotomy there and kind of live within it try to straddle the line but last night was a night for celebrating the the, the evil the, if it's a devil and an angel last night was my devil side for sure and you can think about it simply like this Danny where you know, Messi and his impact on MLS is obviously is great and, mm-hmm. and it, it certainly is but everything over the last three or four months has been simply, yeah, sure, go ahead Miami, put Messi on the pitch, mm-hmm. start him, roll him out for 90 minutes, mm-hmm. Charlotte FC still can beat you. And that's the well, point. Let's not revise history though, because think about this, I want to know your reaction, because like, I was locked into, in my head, I for sure thought 
He's not ready to start. He's going to come in, do a cameo thing at, at 60 minutes to make a scene for the documentary. You know, that was the joke I kept telling. And all of a sudden, it's like an hour to kick off. We're having a good time, a hot fly, throwing back Toto El Tiempo's Mexican lagers. And uh, uh, we get the word, he's starting. He's starting. I mean, that changed the tone and tenor of the evening right there. If we're if we're walking back step by step, for That's sure. That's correct. Yeah, yeah. It, 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 things became very very serious yeah, yeah very yeah. very quickly got real yeah, you know, yeah, and, yeah. You, and you realize not yeah. only were you gonna have a chance to to see Messi and, mm-hmm. and see if charlotte fc could could win you were going to get it exactly how it should be served yeah right it, it, you, you go to a restaurant yeah. and you, you they're famous for a specific dish right and you, know, you, you get to that restaurant and, and you ask your waiter, yes, I'm, I'll do, you know, what you're famous for. And they say, well, tonight, yeah, yeah it, it's, you got a new cook back yeah. there. You still we remixed it things. into sort of a, you know, another, a, a special, you know, I, uh, de- deconstru- we deconstructed it tonight, yeah. you know, whatever. That's not you know, why yeah, I came yeah, here. Yeah, I came yeah. here to, to, to have the, the dish that everybody mm-hmm. talks about. Right. And last night. The Popeye's chicken sandwich, please. When, oh, my goodness. <laughs> when, I forgot about that. I Who think uh, I, 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 you know, it's just like, my God, I, I can't believe that's real. 20, 2018 was a long, weird time. Sheesh. It, cer- <laughs> it certainly was. But, like, when Messi was starting, Danny it was like, okay, great, I'm getting exactly what I should be mm-hmm. getting now. Like, this is how you're, it's supposed to happen. If he's the greatest player in the world, and he's in the squad, yeah. and he's fit, then he should be starting. Right. And it's like, you know how on um, reality shows, Whenever there's like a competition reality show, it's always like this ethical idea of like, well, do you want to just bring the weakest players along with you because you know you can beat them at the end, or do you want to compete against the best? You know, do you want to like, <laughs> I would never vote a stronger player out of the game because I want them to be my my showdown at the end that I'm going to win and prove I'm the best. And like, I want to vote the weaklings out. This was a case of where like, you know, the strong players were sticking around. It was an iron sharpens iron moment. If we were going to win, we were going to have to go through that wall of, the, you know, an amazing moment to, yeah. to see that he was starting, and an amazing moment to see out uh, see him out there with Sergio Busquets. An amazing moment mm-hmm. to see Charlotte FC keep a clean sheet against the, against that squad. Now that said, his impact was kind of minimal when it came out to being out, and he did start. And he was on the pitch. I mean, he was jogging. He made some really nice passes. He, did. he put us in danger. I'm not saying he didn't put us in danger. He had the goal that was called back for offside. I, I was straight behind that, so I couldn't see. I I, wa- I plan to watch it again tonight. Um, so we'll see how far offside he was. I'm, I, I, it didn't seem like it was that close. It was an obvious. It, it was offside. Yeah. I, yeah. I know. I knew it before the ball was in the back of the net. Good. It was good. Yeah. Back good. From good. I figured it was that type of play. So. I don't know. I, I think he was jogging. You know, he's known for jogging now at this stage of his career. Uh, I just felt like he, he, we were able to deny him the ball a lot. I just kept feeling like we were forcing other players to try to beat us through the midfield than him. And I, that was good. I think the thing that is kind of really stopping me in my tracks where, I, where I'm getting stuck here, Danny, is this idea that Messi can start against Charlotte, play 90 minutes, lose. And people are like, well, you should be thankful that he graced you with <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. There, we got some of that, yeah. And what how, what I want to say is just is like, hey, he lost to Charlotte FC. Right. In 90 minutes. Right. He lost. Right. Like, sure, he's call him the greatest player of all time. Call him amazing for MLS. The bottom line is, is that he lost. Right. And he played the full 90 minutes. Right. And the story after this isn't 
Messi. It's always been about Strong FC, and that's the right. point here. Is the point is you can watch Messi trot out right. there. Go, go ahead, book a flight. Go over, go over to China next month. You can, <laughs> right. Yeah, you can watch yeah. Messi play. Get Shanghai and Shanghai, you know. Yeah. But you can watch Messi trot out there and play in more meaningless games next month if you'd like. Yeah. I don't yeah. care. Go the for tour, it. The tour is continuing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Race yeah, yeah. all time. Go take a look yeah. at them. Uh, do you think Apple TV will show those matches? I, I, I would bet it's in their best interest. Yeah. I want. I, I, so. The sickest thing I was watch is that I would probably watch them, but. Although they would be overnight. Um, but Messi doesn't do shit for me except, except... Make us shine brighter. Exactly. Yeah, that's so, the thing. So kind of yeah. like, you know what, I pre- that, I actually like Messi Right, now. thanks for coming by and allowing, you know, like, uh, uh, when you talk about always meant to be, it was like, it was always meant to be that, that we were going to be the ones that cut the head off the dragon and be the first team to beat a team that started... Alba, or they didn't start Alba, a team that featured Alba, Busquets, and Messi. It was the first league loss where all three of those guys played. That's great for us, you know? It hit me like a ton of bricks this morning that Charlotte FC has always been, their character arc, Danny, (laughs) at the very end of all of this, Charlotte FC was always Jamie Lannister. Always the Kingslayer. (laughs) Yes. That's That's who they were. Yeah. They yeah. were, oh, they were uh, such a main character in this plot. Yeah, you know, had to pay attention to them. Yeah, but at the end of the day, you know what? You know what Charlotte FC was going to do? They were going to slay the king, and that's exactly what happened at the keep. Right. And I have never, ever been more proud. Right. To be a supporter of a club that not only accepted that role, took the role, mm-hmm. and did it. And played that role beautifully. No goals. 90 minutes. I know. Clean sheet. No goals. Kalina sheet. And Kalina did it, obviously, with the saves at the end. It's crazy that Kalina is nominated for uh, Player of the Week in MLS, but Vargas won Man of the Match. Vargas was the one who got uh, thrown at the end. You know, the coronations are, you know, kind of funny. It's just like, but that shows how great of an impact they both made. Like, Vargas, certainly deserving. It's just just kind of funny the way that split up. I'm glad that you mentioned Kerwin Vargas. Um, I'm glad that you, you mentioned Christian Kalina, because what we've done here in the first 15 minutes of the show is just kind of think about this from a from a big picture point of view. We're gonna mm-hmm. di- we're gonna dive into the starters. We're gonna right. dive into substitutions. But. Talk about Christian Latanzio. Talk about uh, you know all the players that that made this this historic and, and great win happy. Um, we're gonna get into all that. But off the top, I, I think it was really important to just share exactly where we are. And this to me is one of the biggest fuck you moments in Charlotte's soccer show history. So. <laughs> To anybody. Write it down. To to anybody that fouls and bends the knee to King Messi. He's now dead. The king is dead. The king is gone. Johnny, we are back. Round two, uh, we've refilled. You're now on the Senor Crispy. Time for me to get a little crispy. <laughs> and I'm on the uh, the Fespier. You know, it's still October, so you can drink a German lager as well. So uh, cheers to you. My international lager experience. You know, 
Mexicans and Germans working together was a frightening prospect for the United States about 80 years ago, but they're working very well together for me on this uh, 2023 Sunday afternoon. So uh, just wanted to start this segment with a question for you, Johnny. It's a very simple one. It's very easy. Who's your man of the match? Man of the match on Saturday night. It's tough, but there's only one man. And I, I thought about it this morning, and it's Kerwin Vargas, Danny Rams. He's he's the young playmaker, and it's not just man of the match for this match. It's man of the match for his contribution over the last couple weeks mm -hmm. for Charlotte FC. Mm -hmm. He's uh, this young kid. None of it happens last night. None of, none of this. None of it. None of this talk happens today without Kerwin Vargas scoring the goal. Right. And it was a beautifully taken goal too. Right. Dummied with his right foot brought it back over to his left, and then passed it past the keeper into the net. Just an absolutely beautiful goal. And I understand, you know, just because he's the goal scorer, it doesn't mean that he's man of the match. But in that situation, in a one nothing game, whoever scored that goal, I'm giving the man of the match. How about you? 100%. And I, well, just let's, I, I'm not going to reveal if it's Kerwin or not yet. I don't even, maybe even, I don't even know if it's Kerwin or not yet for me. But I will say, I took the time to listen to the Gaffer's Presser. Uh, before we taped this, and I've been very critical of Latanzio Pressers, especially of late. You're not going to give him man of the match, I, are you? No, 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 <laughs> no, no, no. And I will say, I have more to say about this in a, in a minute, maybe, uh, maybe in a future segment. Maybe I'll maybe we'll just forget it and forget to ever get back to this. But I will say <laughs> that I did appreciate, he, I've criticized him a lot for his post-game pressers in recent weeks, and he had a really good one after this game. We might talk more about that later, or we might not. I haven't heard but it, so you need to one tell thing me what he, he said. Sa one thing he did say that we'll talk about right now is, Kerwin Vargas, he appreciated the goal. But he much more even appreciated the defensive contributions, the total game, the way Kerwin has made himself into a pure footballer and not just a fancy footwork guy and someone that is getting better with every game. And he said, well, and then he goes, well, and then you hear me say that and you think, well, why'd you sub him off? And he said, well, I subbed him off because we were holding a lead. I wanted veteran presence out there for the last 30 minutes, and I thought Justin Miram was, was the cat to do that. And Justin, and I was, he goes, and, I, and Justin Miram did that. So I felt like I was proven right there. So he, you know. I still wish that Kerwin would, could go the full 90. Like, you know how much we love the full well, 90 on this show. Yeah, I, for, I wish he was going the full 90 for us, is what I mean to say. But whatever, Miriam did bring him with some veteran presence. I got no problem with JM22 ever. So I think Ver Vargas's ability to track back on defense, where he used to be sort of, I felt like, a little bit of a liability when he was out there defensively, he's now like one of the hardest workers on the attack he's like got that Yusviak energy where he tracks back really hardcore he's almost like picking up that part of Camille's game and added to his more technical game Did you? which the, is why he started the last two speaking of post game questions did you see that he was asked post game about a potential move away from Charlotte FC no I didn't see that I, I thought that was a very who asked that I thought that was a very strange question to you know ask. that stupid uh, rumor about him going to like Romanian league or something like that that popped up a few months ago so dumb. Protect your Kerwin Vargas at all costs. We already, John, you already established yeah, this. Yeah, and, and that's what I'm so happy about. That's why yes. I want to give a man of the match is because sure. you know we identified on Charlotte's Soccer Show that this kid wasn't probably wasn't properly getting the credit due for a really young mm -hmm. player, right? A, a, a really young player who's making an impact, and in my opinion, should be on the Columbia national team. So, and, and this is a guy that I could see growing into our first ever. It's kind of a rite of passage in MLS where you have your first ever player that's on just a regular contract and they become a DP with with the same club, you know? 
instead of like going out, instead of bringing in a DP from outside the league, you promote one of your players to DP. I'm not saying it happens next year, but I'm saying at some point we keep curling around two or three years. I could see him becoming a designated player for us. He really is that good and that impactful. Uh, you, you know, he had not only did he have the goal last night, but he had the goal and the assist in the uh, game at Miami. That's, and even, why, that's why I mentioned even that though, as well. Even though that draw necessarily didn't end up impacting it, we if we had lost that match, we still would have gotten in on 42 points for the playoffs. But, like, it helped add to the confidence. And, like, the fact that we did, that you know, like, again, maybe I have to, like, eat my words on criticizing the coach, but, like, we went toe to toe with uh, with the with Inter Miami at their place uh, in the penultimate day, and that did give for all his bl- his bluster and blow up and frustration that spoiled over the top of the post game um, of that match. The team stayed focused, and that's a credit to him and the team. Stick together is what Ashley Westwood said. He said, like they asked Latonzio, "What is your belief in the theme of uh, what?" Get, said, "What's a phrase that sums up the season for you?" And he's like, "Uh." You should ask me that. Uh, you should give me a week to think about the one. I might give you be able to give you a real answer. But uh, the first phrase that pops in my mind is "stick together," which is what Ashley Westwood said at full time. We stuck together, and that's exactly what this club has done. It's what the supporters have done. Mm-hmm. It's what the, the the people who believe in this club have always done throughout this entire 2023 season, which is now over. The 2023 season, season, regular season, is now over. Mm -hmm. And what it took to get to the finish line, I would say, required patience. It it took a lot of uh, positive energy. It it took so much emotion. And it starts going all the way back to when Anton Walks tragically died during this team's preseason in Miami. It started then. And now, many, many months later, it ends. And to reach this finish line, to be able to play New York Red Bulls for a chance to play against Cincinnati in a three-game series, the, su- the Supporter Shield winners in 2023, the amount of pers- the, the perseverance that it took to get to this moment from everybody inside the building, the only way that they get to this moment, Danny, is if they do what? They stick together. Yeah. We got to stick together. You and I, you and I are always going to stick yep, together. Right. <laughs> you know, we're going to stick together on this show. We're going to stick together with our TFOs, uh, the tremendous friends of the show who came out in really strong force on Saturday and this whole weekend. Like the craziest thing, I mean, the the little subplot to all of the whole great soccer we saw, both uh, for Independence and Charlotte FC this weekend, was TFOs just coming out of the woodwork and saying hi. That was really fun. Uh, but you talk about stick together. And you talk about Westwood. You know. Ultimately, I I appreciated the question to CL of like, hey, give us a phrase to sum up the season. But there's really, it's almost, there's, it's, it's more images. It's just images this year for me. It's not really phrases. And I'm a lover of words. But in this case, I think the images do more than the words can. And the image of uh, Westwood can talk about sticking together, and it's true. And we, the, you know, we can't really give you images on a podcast. We do have to talk in words. But uh, the uh, the image of the captain, Ashley Westwood, walking out pre-match with Isla Walks, Anton's daughter, on his shoulder, and just like knowing that he's not just talking about sticking together, but he's showing it in his actions and deeds, and like he's making sure that Anton's presence is like felt in the walkout of the team. The the team knew 
Anton couldn't be there, but his daughter could be there and walk out with them on that most important day. It was incredible. It's a great challenge. I'm tearing up. I'm, I'm, gl I'm glad, yeah. I'm, I'm glad you, you mentioned that because, again, that is just a really classy move by the captain of this club. And I think without the gemstone, there's no chance that this team is is where it is this season. The gemstone, uh, Ashley Westwood, the captain, you know what he's done, Danny? He's And I believe this wholeheartedly. It's he's put on a master class in English football for the city of Charlotte. Like he has a he he has taught Charlotte how to play English football, and I'm not talking about what you see from Manchester City on the weekends. Mm -hmm. I'm talking about what you see in the championship on a Saturday. Yeah, morning. yeah. Right? Le Leeds versus Norwich, you know? Yes. Yeah, exactly. Like, yeah. Like what it takes yeah. and how connection with community in American sports, things are different because mm -hmm. in a city like Charlotte, if you play for the Panthers or you play for the Hornets, if, in a city like Washington, Washington, D.C., right up the road, if you play for the Commanders, if you play for the Wizards, you know, any of these American franchises in these massive cities, right? The connection with community, yes, it exists, but it does not exist in the same way that Burnley's connection with its supporters right. exists in that area of the world. It's just so much more intimate. It's smaller, and the connection is actually real. And I'm not saying that the New York Giants and their connection with New York City isn't real. What I'm saying is, it's really hard to reach out and touch. Mm -hmm. What Ashley Westwood did here was he brought that English football culture that is, yeah, I, I'm going to play my match, and I'm going to go to the pub and kick my feet right. up, and I'm going to enjoy my Saturday. Right. And I'm part of one of y'all. Right, and sh he showed up at every event. He, like, <laughs> Westwood was any any time there was an event, official or non-official, yes. this year, Westwood was there. And you talk about also the connection. Let me just say this Keep last going. thing about him. You know what he's done? And it takes a really talented person to do this. It takes a really talented leader. He's made this city much, 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 much smaller. He's taken the city and he's made it smaller. He's made it feel, he's made Charlotte FC feel like a small town English football club yeah. that you can reach out and have a real connection mm -hmm. with the team. And there's people, there's people in town that don't have a connection with Charlotte FC. And it's not because of Charlotte FC, it's because of themselves. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like the the connection, it's an open door. At Westwood has created an open door for anyone to come walk through and, and join this party for sure. Remember what Scott Arfield told us. Uh, if you haven't listened to our Scott Arfield interview, please go back and listen to it now. We'd love those, you know, the metrics of people going back months later to listen are <laughs> tremendous for us. But uh, I will say that. Um, he talked to us in that interview about the connection that he had with his small town clubs in, in small in England and Scotland and how how that, in, that is, specifically in Scotland yeah and how that informed his development as a player and like he, he brought that along with like that's why Westwood West you imagine I don't think this really happened but you almost psychically imagine this conversation of Westwood being like I'm doing I'm really working really hard to do this thing which you said which is make the town smaller but I need some help. I, I need some more Englishmen. Give, give, <laughs> go get me Scotty Arfield's yeah. own, please. You know, I, he, and and Scotty did it because Scotty connected with the fans just as much. There, there was a great moment. Um, Scotty, eight first. I mean, I couldn't. There's not enough I can say about the guy. Um, uh, he was always the last one to leave the warmups. He's like every warmup. 
it's you know now when you're at a home match you get to watch Scotty out there just shoot like 50 yard shots for you know two or three minutes while everybody else is inside freaking love that he came close to scoring a couple times some fizzers uh, last night before the match and then uh, the look on his eye the look on his face in the post game if you watch the masterful eight minute video that Charlotte FC posted unedited of one one single camera feed that like started on one end of the pitch and like ran behind the bench all the way and got all these post game reactions it's amazing edit I was I might actually do I was gonna maybe do a reaction video on our YouTube channel to that I might like watch that video and react to that video as it goes I was thinking about that we'll see uh, if we end up doing that but that's a good idea uh what it showed was this look on Scotty Arfield's face, uh, amongst other things, and um, like he was just like staring up at the supporter section and just with like this genuine smile on his face. And you think about a guy who's like nearing the, the end of his career, the twilight of his career. He's not a starter anymore, but and he's on this mid-table club that he uh, in a new country, you know. And he's like, and all he's learned to embrace a role of being a fan favorite, of being an impact sub, and of being someone who can like make a difference blocked the shot from Robbie like Robbie Robinson killed our win in Miami with his equalizer his 2-2 equalizer he almost got a 1-1 equalizer last night and Scotty Arfield sold out to block it it was the the, the save by Kalina that people are saying saved the season and, he, and people are not wrong it was uh, it was Campania Campania I think that, it was yes because Kalina with, saved the Campana header with the header he, so, so here's how and how, then there's two corners yes, after that correct I'm, I'm, I'm trying to describe that right now and Kalina gets that fingertip safe. I'm not even sure he got a finger on it. I just right. think the tip of the glove may have hit it. <laughs> Seriously, the know? wind, the wind <laughs> from his swipe deflected the ball. I mean, yeah. That's how close it was. And, yeah. he, and he, he uses his left hand beautifully, and he touches it just wide. And then there's a corner that comes directly to Kalina. I yeah. mean, there, there was an Olympico possibility <laughs> yeah. off of that corner, dead yeah. seriously. Yeah. And Kalina scrambles yeah. to the near post. You got to dive low. It yeah, di- low to your left dive. Yeah. Yes, because nobody go. touched it. And so, so Kalina makes another huge save there. And then that ensuing corner, that next corner was just pinball chaos. <laughs> pinball wizard. <laughs> I was like feeling like oh, chaos in the, in the box. So uh, what I did is I went back and I just watched that chaos in the box, frame by frame, so I could see exactly who made the key touches in that moment. Beautiful. And what ended up happening was Scott Arfield made the biggest play of the season. Scott Arfield out of nowhere just lunges inside the six sells out blocks a shot that i i promise you privet was on the line maybe privet could have done something amazing in that situation that was 99.9 percent going in the back of the net and scott arfield sold out mm-hmm. in extra time inside the six and made the defensive play of the season got a toe on it you want a toe i can get you a toe dude i get you a toe by midnight with nail polish bro like that was it was the moment dude scotty arfield bro like like what an addition he was if he was signed for just that moment it'd be it would have been enough but everything else that i've tried to describe that he's brought has just been amazing and you talk about him and westwood the idea of the community i also think they bring the idea of the campaign this is a thing you were big on back last spring when we were talking about all the teams in town when you start a season, it's all about the campaign. Well, we've come to the end of the campaign. Absolutely, and there was re- every time you have a campaign, Dan, you need reinforcements. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you know, when you when you yeah. start, right? The campaign, you have supply lines. There's, you know? there's, yeah, there's, there's good, on, yeah. not everyone's going to make it to the end. And I think, like, it's like my sergeant in Vietnam always said, <laughs> "Men, fifty of you are going on this mission." 
25 of you ain't coming back. <laughs> Little days and confused for the people. Sorry. Had to. Uh, and, and Charlotte FC's campaign, I think about Scott Arfield, I think about Justin Miram, and if you've been listening to this show, you know that Dan and I, tip, we tipped you off. We told you how Christian Latanzio was going to manage down this stretch. And he stuck to it. Justin Miram and, and Scott Arfield were his, uh, I wouldn't call pocket aces, maybe you know, pocket jacks. Maybe, maybe deuce on the river. You know? <laughs> you know? yeah, yeah. But he used them. Yeah. And he was going to use both those experienced players. Mm-hmm. Uh, even use Derek Jones mm-hmm. a little bit at the end of this match yeah. as well. Well, Carroll, I don't, did, did Carroll did suffer from injury or embarrassment after missing that chance of the box? We'll never know. But, you know. I mean, it's, it's, I mean, get a right foot, Carol, if you want to go to Europe. I love you, bro, but come on. Slide that thing the first time, dude. Come on. We needed that insurance goal. So, what we're going to do next on the show is uh, going to dive into some more performances, uh, specifically Brant Bronico, a, a player that had a massive match, <laughs> uh, a player uh, yeah. uh, that went, went head-to-head with, with, you know, arguably one of the greatest players in the world. But hey, I, don't, I couldn't see him. He must have been in his pocket. I'm. Uh, I started this question with a segment for you, Johnny. I want to end it with a question for the Tifos. Is Brant Bronico the best player in MLS? segment it's it's been a pleasure to be here on this patio at midnight mulligan brewing uh some some fresh beers on a sunday afternoon the sun splashed sunday afternoon in west charlotte a great view of the city skyline from here as well if you haven't been to midnight mulligan brewing uh, make sure you get here danny it seems like you're enjoying yourself west end baby (laughs) west end for life at this point i don't know i like it over here cheers um, so There's thing, a lot of other great spots all around here, yeah, too. Yeah, 100%. And my favorite uh, barbecue joints right down the, the street as well. Noble so. Smoke. Yeah. Yeah, Noble Smoke. You can't go wrong at that Noble Smoke. So it's a great area of the city. Make sure you get out here if you have So appreciate you hanging out with us on this uh, this podcast uh, this week. Uh, we're going to be back again this week, possibly, probably, before Wednesday night. I don't know if we'll have another YouTube-exclusive show. Danny, I really enjoyed you doing that. Maybe you'll have some YouTube product watching that. That um, video back, but that was my that was my moment of inspiration. I was driving over here and I was like, "What if I watched that video and did a reaction video to it?" I like it. Yeah, we'll I, I, let's do some YouTube content this week as well. Break I think some new ground. You know? Um, you know, we've been doing a lot of content lately, not because we like hearing ourselves talk, because we like making sure the TFOs have fresh content during an important time for Charlotte Soccer. I do like hearing myself talk, but what I don't <laughs> like is the things I heard myself say last episode about our boy. Uh, our our gem, our other one of our other protected all cost gems, the youngster Adilson Milanda. I kind of, I but I you know I, I didn't keep the faith. I didn't I didn't turn my back on him, but I didn't keep the faith either. You're talking about one of the best young players in MLS. Talking about somebody who has been absolutely lauded for having an insane season, and he has one poor match against Inter Miami on the road, and all of a sudden everybody wants to start talking shit about Adilson Milanda. And I think what you saw on Saturday night at home was that, yeah, a young center back is going to have a bad game, Danny. He is. But a center back 
is the, it, it's like a pitcher in baseball, right? When a good pitcher gets shelled, they gotta go and make that next start. It happens sometimes. Run it back. Run it back. It yeah. happens sometimes. Run it back. Yeah, you gotta go out there. And, and leave, for a center uh, back, it's the same way. If you're a young center back with good stuff, like Adam Addison, uh, Adilson Milanda is, you gotta always, you always have to trot them back out there. Always. What's the Ted Lasso mantra? Be a goldfish. And I'm asking the supporters to be a goldfish when, when it comes to <laughs> some like of that. our young that's players. That's a good twist. That's that's Ted Lasso with a twist. I love that. Yes, I'm, I'm asking supporters to take a look at some of these ages next to a player when they have a really rough match. And Adilson Milan is one of those players, Danny, where he, if he has a bad match, more likely than not he's going to come out the next match and play fucking great. And he did. He did. He was, he was epically stellar against Miami. Everyone played great. The back line played great uh, overall. I mean, we gave up some chances. We're, you're going to give up chances. There was the one spot where Messi was offside, but you knew he was offside. That was no big deal. Uh, it was not a real threat. The, the threats came late, and they came... It was almost like... They were almost just like psychic threats to us, you know, well, in terms of like... Uh, psyche. It, yeah, threats, it nervy was, threats. It was like a, it was like a hurdle to get over. It was like, we are the club that is famous for dropping the points late, so we had one last trial, one last test in our hero's journey, of you're gonna face some chances. And Kalina stood up to the test. Scotty Arfield stood up to the test. We've done it all. We've been into that. But the one name that we haven't really shouted out yet from this effort that everyone did is the guy who just gives it all. The grind set is real. The grind set guided our steps all year. And the grind set is delivered because on the last day of the season, on decision day, I joked at the end of the last segment, you know, is Bronico the best player in MLS? And there's no one who's going to say yes to that. There's no one who's going to say yes to that. But we might have a much more nuanced and uh, compelling conversation around the fact, is he the fittest player in the MLS? Because, like I said, end of the season, you're playing double game weeks, you've been on your grind, you're sick of going to training, and Bronny came out and just gave it all for 90 more minutes again. He's as good as they come. I, I've got and a he's one of our own. I've got a feeling that on Wednesday night in Newark, New Jersey, <laughs> yeah. Red Bulls are going to be like, Jesus fucking Christ. Yeah. How does this guy still have it in him? Right. Like, how is there, there's one guy on this goddamn pitch that doesn't look tired. Right. And it's Brant Bronica. It's like Terminator 2. Just keeps coming at you, you know? It's like, it's like, it's like you shoot him and he just remorphs into another shape and, and continues to stalk you. You know, it's crazy. Yeah, that's, that's what he does. Yeah. He's, uh, he, he's so fit. I said top five most fit player in MLS. And... Does that mean he's potentially the most fittest player in MLS? Yeah, the answer is I'm going to say yes. one just because I don't care. I, not only do I not know any of the other contenders, I don't care, and Bronny gets my vote. So how about that? Yeah. So, that was a lot like American politics in 2023. <laughs> yes, yeah, so true. So true. Oh, man. But, hey, um, but, you know, one thing I wanted to say about Brad Bronico is, is that it's just – it's a great – it's a great window into it's just, it's like dance with who you brought. Yeah. It's like ride the horse that yeah. you were given. Yeah. And all season long, Brant Bronico was. People were saying about him, you know he's not good enough, right? You know that his right. level isn't high yeah, enough. People you took know, it as a given. You know that his skill level, you know, if you really want to be a good MLS team, you can't have Brant Bronico right. out there. Like, that is what people 
have been saying. Good to have a grinder on the team, but, but yeah, you know, if you really want to be a good team, <laughs> yeah, you got you got to have someone better. As than we've that, tried that. to say on this show, the grind is the whole point. <laughs> Everybody's good at soccer. You don't think Bram Bronico's good at soccer? Look at the little spinorama he did in the box last night, and and kicked it out for a beautiful shot to Carroll that Carroll buffed this. The most talented player on the team, you know? Yeah. Brant set him up for a golden chance, and he whiffed it. So, uh, Brant had to cook. You know, Brant's cooking in the box. I don't care what anybody says. He does have the skill. He might not be the most skilled, but his skill is certainly at the level, and his work puts him over the top. Do you know what the biggest issue is with plastic fans? Is that they can't tell when something's actually real. <laughs> right, right, like, yeah, yeah. Like, they can't, like, look at Brant Bronigo and be like, wow, that guy's fucking crazy right. fit. Yeah. Like, how does this guy do it over and over again? Do you mm-hmm. understand what he's being asked to do every single match? Instead, mm-hmm. what they do is go, uh, he's not good enough. Maybe someone like Kevin De Bruyne would yeah. be really good in that position. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. if you had somebody like that, maybe Charlotte would have right. a chance. <laughs> Just because everybody's, you know, people are, De Bruyne doesn't even have to play anymore, you know? Yeah. If De Bruyne had half of Brandt's work ethic, he'd, we'd be talking about him in, like, Cruyff terms. So. You, you, you give me a, a, a six-pack, and you give me a non-receding hairline and no gray hairs in my beard, and I might be a damn good model. Exactly, exactly. If, you know, if if was a fifth, we'd all have a Merry Christmas or something like that. But Brand, uh, Brand's the one that actually brings the goods. Right. He brings it. He shows up when he right. when he when he when he walked into the stadium on Saturday. He's bringing that grind set with him. Mm-hmm. Right. It's like it's in his toolbox. Right. You know, and there's and so then, many players that don't have that. In think about toolbox. this. Think about this. You're Enzo Capetti, and you think of yourself as God's gift to soccer. <laughs> Let's just be honest. Well, he's, he's, and maybe you are. He's Argentina's. <laughs> you know, well, I, yeah. I can guarantee you this. He's Argentina's gift to us. Yeah. So. And you walk into practice, training, and you're like, you th- you see this guy, and you're like, he played American college second division soccer, you know, for like a, not even like a, a large school, and he got cut by the Chicago Fire and like grinded his way back through uh, USL, like, uh, and he's out here working his ass off constantly and making me work. Like, I'm just saying that, like, and I'm, I'm just saying that, Enzo, it, this is just a hypothetical example to illustrate the larger no, no, point let, of let, like let me just say the, the quote unquote more skilled players have to be inspired by what they see in this guy's work ethic is what I'm trying to say if I can boil down what you're trying to yeah, say into a couple do. of sentences Enzo Capetti showed up to training looked at Bram Pronico and said I'm a million times better than this fucking guy <laughs> And then started training and went, holy shit. <laughs> right, that is what I'm trying to say. Like, yes. I, I am not a million times better than this guy. I've yeah. got to work my ass off to meet his his level right. every single the practice. The standard is set. And here's something that's a little bit in the weeds that maybe, uh, if you want to uncover it for yourself, go ahead. Start thinking about things differently in a way when it comes to roster building and team building. But there's certain players in team sports that make other people around them better. It's just a fact. Mm-hmm. It's how it works. It's how team sports work. Mm-hmm. There's some players that make everyone around them worse. Yeah. That also exists too. And the ability to identify who those people are is key to success. Because just because someone is super talented, has the best skill in the world, and can do anything with a, with a football, doesn't mean it makes your team better. How many MLS... Uh, so, how much MLS silverware did uh, Zlatan uh, Ibrahimovic? Ibra, yeah, he was always a, a early out, early out in the playoffs. 
yeah, the couple years he was here. And he scored a bunch of goals, and he was great, and he did some amazing things, but he never won anything here. And then he effed off and pretended like it was beneath him because he couldn't win. And now he thinks he's better than the entire league, but yeah. it's a league that he couldn't win. Yeah. And he was fun to watch. Yeah. But your your point makes it. Uh, your point jumps uh, 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 you know out of the speaker that you're, you're hopefully listening to this in terms <laughs> of being one of the smartest things before all day. And which is impressive considering we're you know three three plus beers deep here and uh, going strong on uh, the senior Christmas. Yeah, we, yeah, we definitely had a, a beer pregame. Had one um, <laughs> after the first segment. After Mid the game. Second segment, yeah. <laughs> now, last night was and I and if you're still listening to the show now, I appreciate you being here and I'll tell you a story. Last night, I I, I just I, I couldn't be there anymore. Like I, it was it was like realistically, Danny, like one of the weirdest nights that I've had in a while. Because you know, in, in the 70th minute, in the 75th minute, I look at my wife Rachel and I was like, I, I don't want to be here anymore. And she's like, What the fuck is your problem? <laughs> There's 20 minutes left, bro. <laughs> She's like, this is the biggest game of the season. Yeah. Messi's going the full 90. Like, Charlotte needs to win this game. Yeah. Like, I was like, no, Rachel. Like, I, I, I don't know if I could, I could stomach an equalizer. Like, I, right. just, I just don't think that I could if stomach it. happens and I'm here. Like, I, I just, I don't want to be here for that. I'll throw, I'll throw up on the stairs. <laughs> and she was like, in, in not these exact words. She basically looked at me and was like, sack up. Good. Like, sit there and shut up. That's why we love Rach. And watch yeah. the match. And I was like, well, you got a point. I'll sit here. But. That's why she's the original TIFOs. But when those corner kicks were coming in at an extra time, I was like, <laughs> this is why I didn't want to fucking be here. Uh, because, I, you know, we mentioned earlier uh, this week when we talked to Poppy's Bagels and More, which, God, I'm so glad we did an episode there. Uh, yeah. when, when we talked there, They've got the best, you know, bagels in town for my money. When we talked there, you know, I was looking forward to scoreboard watching, mm-hmm. and uh, we met we met uh, uh, tremendous friends. We, we met some tremendous friends of the show pregame at Hot Five. Uh, yeah, yeah. Oh, John and Matt. Yes. Yeah. John sits behind me. Yeah, in the club section. In, in yeah. the club section, three forty-two. Yeah. And the entire game, I had my sofa score app going. Yeah, yeah. And because no one else around me cared, I'd be like, John. I was giving John updates all yeah, back. Yeah, yeah, like, nice, nice. It's like you know, one nil. Yeah. Oh, you know, someone scores first. I had like, I had the most fun that I could ever possibly have at a sporting event. At the at, and at the seventy fifth minute, I was like, this fun is over. Th- like, <laughs> it's not fun anymore. Yeah. <laughs> like, I'm not having fun. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, it's too tense. Yeah, yeah, the tension was real, dude. It was. Like there were there were moments so there were a couple of moments where I thought that Miami scored because the, their goal's on the opposite side of supporters' end. So I'm looking down there and I see the net flap and I'm like, what? Oh! Sh-. And like there are times when I like like the Campana the Campana header. Oh yeah. I, I like almost fell backwards and like fainted <laughs> like into the row of people oh, behind yeah. me. Yeah. I like slammed my hat onto the seat in front of me. I was like, oh, I was dying. And like yeah. I know exactly what you're talking about. And like. It's one of those things I always say in sports. If you could, if you know that you're going to get the win, though, like if you knew we were that it was all going to be okay, you would have loved the experience. Because like you love, like we got that dream sports fan experience of like living in just extreme danger and with just the tension yes. eating yes. us alive, and then it all res- resolution, it all works out in the end. And you never know that it's going to be that way going in, so you wouldn't necessarily volunteer for it. But. We did it. We came through, and we got a playoff match in New Jersey on Wednesday, bro. We, we're, it's, I mean, 
<laughs> it is, it is for the it's Tifos. time to go. Because the last, the last part of the story is pretty simply this, is that I, so I do stay, and I make it back to Hopfly post-game, and somebody in my vicinity mentions, like, hey, like, you know, the car, you know, like, you're getting home. And that's when I realized. I was like, I can't drive. Right. I'm, like, I'm in no shape. I, 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 yeah, I, I yeah. literally cannot drive. I can like, barely I, walk. I, 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 like, <laughs> drank my anxiety all night yeah. long about this match. Yeah. And, like, I am, I'm, I need to be driven home. And I, I got home, and I just... So Rachel went hero mode yet again. She did go Two hero. for two yeah. on hero mode for Rach. And we I, love I that. And I basically just brought home, and I just went to bed, and I woke up this morning, and I asked myself, was that a dream? <laughs> it was all a dream. <laughs> I used like, to read like, Word Up magazine. Yeah, just, I, I literally went from just, like, being there at Hopfly. Yeah. And feeling like we won. <laughs> there... <laughs> to, like, in my bed. <laughs> <laughs> Those are the best being, nights, man. Being like, yeah. did we? Did we? Right. The no consequences blackout <laughs> is just nothing better, for sure. Oh, Love man. a no consequences blackout. I, I, I didn't blackout. mean it to, for it to get that way. I just, like, I really thought, No, but we were going hard, dude. We, were going, we went really hard, for sure. Yeah, it was, it was just like, uh, I, I'm an emotional eater, too. It's like, whenever I'm, like, a little nervous or, like, yeah. a little stressed out, like, I'll eat food. And and whenever I'm, like, a little nervous or anxious, like, I can really, I can drink a beer in, like, two seconds. Yeah. Not because I want the beer, just because I'm just, like... Yeah, 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 you know, of course, like, yeah. I mean, I was I was the same way. I, I went to go close out my tab at Hot Five for us to walk to the stadium, and I was like, hey, let me just get two more for the road. You know, it, it was very much, like... Like the the festivities were on the mind for sure. Yeah, and well, that's what it took. Because we started walking, and then all of a sudden you came up and handed me another tote. Yeah, 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 yeah. Had to, had to. But I appreciate you for that. Uh, it, was, it was so great to see so many friends, so many tifos at the stadium on Saturday night. If Charlotte doesn't play another home game this season, and then boy, do I hope they do. It was a great way to to sign off for 2023. But. See, you mentioned Red Bulls. You mentioned right. this match. We're going to do a full preview episode. But as of today, on Sunday, where do you stand thinking about this match on Wednesday? Uh, we love that it's against Red Bulls. Yeah, we wish it was – would, would ra- all things considered, would rather be hosting Montreal at home. But um, I love that if we can't do that, let's – if we had to go on the road, I would want to go to Red Bulls more than anybody else that was in the mix. Um, Why hate, that? Hate them. Uh, you talk about rivalries. You talk about like uh, our fake, you know, our our billionaire. There's the billionaire rival, the the pissing match, the billionaire pissing match rivalry with Atlanta, where David Tepper and Arthur Blank like don't like you the fact that one of them has a slightly bigger bank account. That's a rivalry. There and there's a little bit of geography. They put the I-85 thing in it. We have a bit of rivalry with Nashville based on geography. You know, sadly we have a rivalry with Charleston Battery since they're one and one against us all the time. Uh, <laughs> we don't have a rivalry with Charlotte Independence. You, you could, I wish we yeah, did, you could count the Florida teams, maybe. But what if you ask me who's my, based on things that have happened on the pitch in club's history, it's no doubt it's New York Red Bulls is my rival. I hate them. We've played them five times, I believe, um, in our history. In U.S. Open Cup, we've played them up there in Jersey. We played. They forced us to play them at like a high school one night, which was really lame and yeah, pissed we, me we, off. Yeah, we played them both yeah. Uh, yeah. twice a season, and then and they knocked us out of the U.S. Open Cup. Yeah, and they, they killed... Remember last year's decision day, we were eliminated, and we just went up and gave like the most low energy, like piss poor, like whimper end the season, and they embarrassed us that day. And so it's just like... It's like one thing after another, like... Like I hate the Red Bulls, and we have ha- we've been lucky enough to have a couple draws against them in recent results. 
but we we need to go up and win. It's it's a it's a one and done. It's it's win and keep going. And the thing is, if we win, we get another home game. Exactly. Because we have a two, best two out of three series against. Uh, the traitor Caleb Burns Hefner and, and FC Cincinnati, uh, but uh, um, that would be amazing. Imagine hosting, and we would if we can beat Red Bulls. I don't want to get ahead of myself, but I'm just talking long-term planning here. No chance I can make New York. Just schedules don't work out. I'll be at Camp North End at the the team watch party. Fully endorse that. Uh, yeah, it's going to be amazing. Oh, cool. I can't. I, I didn't hear about that. Can't wait to go there. Like I, I think it's going to be a very good scene. Uh, I've, I've gone to the team has sponsored World Cup watch parties back there there in the past they've been amazing do they so. set up a projector outside oh, and uh, they, it's inside but they, it's oh, like inside in, that in big warehouse room yeah gotcha. yeah but it's a huge screen and tons of beer stands for reasonable prices I fully sign off on anybody that wants to go to the Camp North End thing but if we do win, I'll be there. If we, I'm, I'm going to be coming from uh, Queens. Yeah, I've got a Queens match at five o'clock on yep. Wednesday, and I can seven fifteen kickoff, and it'll probably kick off a little oh more my. promptly. That Queens match is going to end at like seven o'clock. <laughs> okay, you better get your ass in Camp North End, bro. Uh, we'll see what happens, but I'm going to rush there. Yeah, I might have to try to figure out a way to leave work early myself, but um, if they'll let me. Um, the whole point is. If we win, I'll try to go to Cincinnati. I would love to go to that first match in the two or three series against Cincinnati. We'll see. Don't get too ahead of myself. We'll preview the Red Bulls episode. You think Carroll will play? Carroll's not hurt, right? No. Just his pride. Yeah, yeah. I, yeah, yeah. It's, just, it's a tough position for him. You know, sometimes uh, players get subbed off at that time of the match. Not because they're injured. <laughs> just because they physically cannot run just anymore. exhausted, yeah. Like, they're just done. It's yeah. like, you know, the, the football cliche that is... His race has been run. Yes. Like, that's exactly what it is. It's like, he's not hurt, but he can't really run that he's fast done. anymore. Yeah, he just felt, he just kind of <laughs> slumped down and fell down in the box. Yeah. Yeah. And, 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 and to be fair, even though that might I mean, sound soft, and I think some people might think that, if you think about playing for his national team, game, right. his, his emotional roller coaster for club and country over right. the last 10 days has, I would put that up against anybody in the world. Right. What he's been, yeah. Any soccer player in the world. I'll tell you what, I'm with you. I he had three he's had three huge missed chances in the box in the last two games that, that he wasted. You know why I love And I, I think he knows that better than I do. Do you know why I loved I love love big chances missed in a win? Because you know the odds are in your favor for yep. a big chance converted. Hell yeah. The next time around. I think Carl Sarris is going to yeah. be massive on that pitch on, on Wednesday. Right. We're going to talk about that. And you know who else is going to be massive on that pitch? And this is how this is honestly how I feel. And I'm, I'm so glad that I finally I finally have found my Enzo Capetti safe space. I love it. Yeah. <laughs> I love yeah. it. And it's like <laughs> I there's nobody else I want to go up to Newark with more than Enzo. Right. Like right. I'm just like, dude, I'm following you. Let's right. go fucking bash some skulls. The Knights King. Yeah. You know, he, yeah. we we wanna uh, is Enzo the prince that was promised? Is he the you know the this or that? All our, we love our Game of Thrones reference on this game. I finally realized he's the fucking Knights King, dude. He's <laughs> he, you know yeah. like he is. Unless Red Bulls have an Arya, uh, you know, jump out of nowhere and stab his ass. I, I I I guarantee Enzo scores against Red Bulls. How about that? I'll I'll go out and say it. I guarantee Enzo Cupetti scores a goal against Red Bulls. I guarantee it. Bet on it. Take it to the bank. Call Vegas. Call your bookie. Drive to Virginia. Do whatever you need to do. If you have any friends in the Caribbean, let them know. <laughs> Enzo Cupetti to score. Anytime goal scorer against Red Bulls. Lock it. Charlotte Soccer Show. He's Daniel Bramlett. <laughs> 
I am John Hayes. You can follow us on X. You can follow us at For the Crown Baby. You can follow us on Instagram at Charlotte Soccer City. That Instagram was cooking. It might be the the Instagram is starting to slowly get some uh, some better stuff even than the Twitter at this point. So we'll see. I agree. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I agree. I think you we'll and I see. both are looking at that Instagram feed and yeah. thinking that's a place where we can so really follow us there, please. Um, you know, talk to the TIFOs and celebrate ourselves in a way like seeing pictures. Like you, you know, looking at it this morning. Because I contributed up until like a panoramic photo in the first half, and I never looked at it again. So I looked at it this morning, and I saw a bunch of posts that you had, and I was like, "Damn, that was great! <laughs> it was a really, really cool story." And hey, I, my know. life is a story, man. I'll tell, <laughs> I'm here to tell. I'm a storyteller. Uh, so make, make sure you follow us on those platforms if, if you've enjoyed this show this season for 2023. The regular season is over, and we would love, I specifically would love to hear from from some of you who maybe have never reached out before that listen to the show regularly. Drop us a line. Let us know. You know, we do this show for for pride, for passion, for just mm-hmm. general enjoyment, and, and the fact that people listen to this show, and the fact right. that we we met somebody as cool as April, right? This weekend, right. The, the new the new president of West Coast Operations with yeah, the Bob. Yeah, yeah. April's out there on the West Coast, mm-hmm. uh, holding it down for us here on the, the Charlotte Soccer Show. The- I don't think people realize um, how important that is to both of us who we've been in this business we know what it's like to be in the media and to actually like feel that connection with people that listen to this show specifically means a lot extremely proud of the project just like yeah like it's a passion project that we do for fun but man I'm proud of what we're doing here this season's been amazing and everyone that came along with us on the ride yep you blessed us and hopefully we will bless you cheers to that until later this week for that Red Bull match for the crown. Baby. <laughs>